Welcome to Overflow. Kind of a weird weekend with some up and downs on and off the mat. We're going to talk uh, a little fantasy football. Cliff Keen, Las Vegas. Uh, the unfortunate incident with Costa Cara George. And I'll tell you why early verbals are a good thing. In this episode of Overflow, presented by our friends over at Kill Cliff. So kind of a kind of an up and down weekend. Uh, not much going on on Sunday, although um, there were some duels. Uh, you guys might know that my roommate and our marketing guy uh, Nick Villaquet, his brother, it was a three-time state champ in Missouri, and uh, he's a freshman at Penn, and we thought he might get the start this weekend. Obviously, uh, Penn being an Ivy League, no red shirts there, so. Um, we thought he might get the start at uh, Ryder, and um, but C.J. Cobb was in action. Nationally ranked C.J. Cobb for Penn at 149. Um, so, but anyway, regardless, we watched the Penn Ryder match yesterday. But other than that, not a whole lot going on on Sunday. Um, Saturday was was wild with the uh, Northeast duels in the FPL match. Um, but Sunday gave me a, a kind of a rare um, open Sunday, if you will, and I was really uh, up and down with my <laughs> with my fantasy football team. Um, you, you know, that uh, puts you on an emotional roller coaster. I was like real close. It, was, it looked like I had it locked up, and then it looked like I had no chance. And now tonight, um, I have two guys. I have two linebackers tonight to see if I win my league title if I don't win my league or my division title if I don't win the division title this week I still got next week but um next week's next week's Cliff Keen nobody likes hearing about your fantasy football team so that's like uh it's like psychotherapy right like the guy at the bar saying well how's it going you just just say good just say good because nobody wants to really hear about how your day was and nobody wants to hear about your fantasy football team either but everybody wants to talk about it you know who's a big fantasy football player is Zahid Valencia I had dinner with him at who's number one and he's really a really analytical type of guy uh, <laughs> he's, a, he's a big fantasy football guy calls Zahid and see what what the how his fantasy team is doing so I'm down 24 points tonight I have two linebackers I'm in a league that has uh, you start individual defensive players so we'll see how that goes but you know what? I want to get it done this weekend. I want I want to lock up the thing so next week I don't even have to worry about it. It's like a bye week next week, and then the playoffs will start because Cliff Keen Las Vegas is this weekend, and uh, Cliff Keen Las Vegas is freaking awesome. Um, it might be the best tournament of the year. You know, I have so much going on with wrestling. Um, I'm kind of zeroed in. With with that particular weekend, every weekend, and um, you know, sometimes you don't see the, the the trees for the forest, the forest for the trees. How's that saying go? Um, but looking at the teams at Cliff Keen, all of a sudden, like this might be the best tournament of the year. I love Midlands, love the Scuffle. Uh, the Scuffle's, in my opinion, the best recently. Love the guys at um, Chattanooga, but this year. Uh, Vegas might be the best, man. 
number one, number three, number four, number ten. So they they got. Hold on, let's see this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams in the top fifteen: Minnesota, Ohio State, Cornell, Michigan, Virginia Tech, Iowa State, Nebraska, UVA, and then you got uh, NC State, Northern Iowa, Oregon State, and Rutgers are all scrappers. NC State's looked really good in the beginning of the season. Um, probably expected. You know, they're going to continue that rise with, with Papa Elysium Beasley down there. Now Obi Blanc on staff. But uh, they they look really good. In Northern Iowa, you know, they're scrappers. They're not ranked right now. The, the, those four teams, NC State, Northern Iowa, Oregon State, and Rutgers, not ranked in the top 20. But uh, Rutgers looked good at the Northeast Duels. Yeah, Anthony Ashnault getting his first starts 3-0, and had to win over Morales. Morales actually beat uh, Mike Gray, so you probably see Anthony Ashnall, um move up a little bit. So uh, that's what's coming up. That's what's coming up this weekend, and that's how my, my last weekend went. Now, uh, from the excitement of, of thinking about Cliff Keene, which really makes, you know, we always say, uh, this is the first big weekend of the year, the first big weekend of the year. You know, we say that in in, in uh, a lot of things. You know, Super 32, the first big weekend of the preseason. But really, really, like this weekend for college wrestling, this weekend's huge, right? You're going to find out a lot about a lot of teams this weekend. So from from the excitement for, for building up with Cliff Keen to a little bit of sadness, I mean a lot of bit of sadness, Ohio State's Costa Cara George um, uh, passed away. Uh, you know, he first reported missing. Um, Costa Cara George, uh, a senior at Ohio State, he walked on um, to the football team this year, but uh, really a longstanding member of their other team. Uh, uh, everybody on the team loved him. Um, had 35 wins last year, so very productive. Um originally reported missing i think i think thursday it might have came out or friday friday morning um wednesday was the last time he was seen 2 a.m and then when he didn't show up for practice football practice um you know they said that's not like him he's always on time he's always responsible always accountable and they knew something was wrong and you know when the, when the story first came out uh, that he was missing, I thought, you know, and somebody even on, on Saturday, I think, posted on one of the message boards that they were disappointed that Flo didn't have anything up, and and I had thought about putting something up, but uh, from where I sit, uh, I, you know, maybe I took it too lightly. I thought, I thought, well, he'll be all right, you know, and for this reason, is that wrestlers... They're a cerebral bunch, man. Uh, as weird as it sounds, wrestlers, I don't want to say they go missing, but, you know, wrestlers are, 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 are a different breed. And some uh, wrestling's the most <laughs> mentally intense sport. And so sometimes you need a break, and sometimes you need to get away. And, and the, the last time he was seen was 2 a.m. on, a, on uh, a Wednesday morning. I thought, man, maybe, you know, he probably just went for a ride. He probably went to a friend's house. Didn't want to answer the phone. Didn't want to um, deal with some some 
some things he needed to deal with or or you know there's a lot of pressure and um he, Jeff Jordan actually r- wrote about this in his um last uh, one of his Dave Schultz articles about uh uh, uh Rudis articles about Dave Schultz um you know it, it's a taxing sport wrestling is mentally taxing and um there's an intense internal struggle and I've heard you know I've heard a million cases about kids just having to get away for a moment or an hour or a week and, and Schultz wrote it or Jordan wrote about that Jeff coach Jeff Jordan and and saying how Schultz pulled him aside and just and, t- and played chess with him and, and and didn't say a word about wrestling for a while and it really helped him out it really helped him kind of decompress and so I, th- I thought, you know, in the back of my mind, I thought uh, there something bad could be going on. But I was really hoping that it was just a wrestling thing. Um, obviously, we found out he had other issues, other problems. The concussions were brought up. And, and you know, concussions are an entirely different ballgame from just the regular stress of of, of wrestling wrestling pressure and, and um, things that you put on yourself, you know, performance criteria that you put on yourself. Um, so so all that being said, the Ohio State community lost a, a good teammate and a good friend. You can see the social media posts. I, I saw things last year, you know, when it, last summer, uh, this past summer, of – the Ohio State wrestlers posting pictures uh, with Kara George um, on the beach, and and that's what I keep kind of flashing back to is these guys, these band of brothers, you know, at the beach having fun, being kids, um, and they lost a great friend. So uh, God bless them. Obviously, our thoughts and prayers are out, go out to the uh, Ohio State wrestling community and the Kara George family. Uh, it's, it's tough to tough to transition to anything else um, but there is an issue uh, a topic that came up a couple weeks ago I mean it always comes up right but it kind of kind of hit ahead and I thought you know this is this is the time to do it it's perfect for overflow it's perfect for me um, and that's uh, early verbals and and you know people saying why so early and what's the point and and um, there's a lot of detractors to it uh, and, and it, you know, it's a trend that we saw coming, um, but it's just picking up steam, man. It's really, it's really uh, become like not, not a trend. It's become the way. That's how things are done now. And and to evidence that's back it up with some numbers, sixteen. So uh, the class of 2016, 23 kids have committed already. 23 kids you know if you do if you do um a top 100 recruits you know you're approaching a quarter of the kids that will be in there somewhere around that area um for the class of 2016 these are kids that didn't wrestle a match as a junior yet four committed for 17 2017 haven't wrestled a match as a sophomore already committed so why so early? 
And what's the value? And what's the point? Is what people say. The latest one was Mason Manville. Who, I'll go off on a tangent here. Mason Manville to PSU. And I think it's a great fit. You know, I I think it's an odd fit. The first reaction, right, is knee-jerk reaction is, uh, well, that's odd, right? Because all I heard was Iowa and Minnesota. Iowa, Minnesota. And uh, initially, th- that makes sense, right? Iowa, Minnesota, grinding style. Uh, Mason Manville's been that way forever. Stick your face in there. Get your face bloody beat up on guys, move them out of position, and, and, and real gritty winning. And, uh, and and Minnesota, you know, they, they got the Greco deal going on with Mason's world class and that. So that makes sense. Mason to, to Minnesota or Iowa. I never heard Penn State. And when you first think about it, you're like, well, it's kind of it's odd. It's different. Um... But you think about it, what's the what's the one thing that Mason kind of I don't want to you know I don't want to talk bad about a recruit or you know but what's the what's the thing that Mason misses maybe and that's that like loose scrambling kind of I don't want to say athleticism but um, just a, a fluidness I guess so if you take all Mason Manville's characteristics and qualities. Uh, Man, he maybe if he improves on a little bit of those things, um, that could be a match made in heaven. So uh, that's my little tangent about Mason Manville. But back to um, the early verbaling, the interest, you know, interesting phenomenon, and it continues to exa- just exacerbated. Um, I mean, look. People are going to say, and these kind of the the old fuddy-duddy traditionalists are going to not agree. They they don't see the point in it. Uh, you know, it, it makes nothing. It means nothing. Um, it's not binding. And, and they'll say that, oh, well, Willie and Flo loves it because it's news, and they just want news, and they just want things out there. But it's good. It's good for the sport. It adds context to both college and high school. It's more material. It's more things for fans to talk about. I love news. I admit that. But um, that's not why I think this is not the sole reason why I think it's a good thing. So what if there's nothing binding? If his kid and the family think that right now he's fully committed to Iowa. Or Penn State. Now, uh, so Jason Renteria, class of 17. Justin Mejia, class of 17. Both Iowa commits. Both just entering their sophomore year. It's great. I think it's awesome. But the detractors will say, well, it's not binding. Well, it's so far off. Well, what's the point? Well, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to consider that I'm a commitment until it really happens. Good, good, good for you. What does it hurt if these kids commit? I'll tell you what, it helps. It helps college coaches. It helps college coaches budget their needs and their scholarship dollars in a recruiting climate that's increasingly more difficult to do those things in. 
If you don't think if you don't think the coaches love this, you're nuts. So you can be an old traditionalist. I'll take the college coaches' word for it, because one, they know more than us, and two, they matter more than us. But 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 they'll change their mind. They'll change their mind, and this will all be for nothing. Really, they'll change their mind. How many? What percentage of of kids that are sophomores and juniors verbaling early? What percentage will change their mind and go to end up going to a different school? There's nothing binding. <laughs> First of all, you're allowed to change your mind. And second of all, there's nothing binding that you show up at your job tomorrow. <laughs> you can, <laughs> you can, uh, you have a choice, right? But but what percentage changes their mind? I bet I bet you it's really really small. I bet you it's smaller than. The number of people that changed their job today. And so what? Well, how about when kids transfer? I bet you the percentage of kids that change their verbal or change their commitment before enrolling is way lower than kids that transfer programs. But we don't poo-poo on them when they transfer to a different program. So what's wrong with committing? LeBron went back to Cleveland. Things changed. And don't don't think there's not a, a big correlation between major sports and free agency and, and wrestling recruiting. Because if you're doing it right, there should be. That's why it's successful. I, I've been following it for a decade, really closely. And I don't have concrete numbers on decommitments, but I'm telling you, it's really low. It's really low. It rarely happens. Happened maybe one or two times this year, and it happens maybe. There's only one off the top of my head. Cameron Sakura, I think, decommitted. Only there might have been one other, but it, it, it's rare. So don't don't give me that. You know, it's not binding. It doesn't count. Kids will change their mind. I'm not counting my chickens until they're hatched. You can do that all you want, but it, it's minuscule. The percentage that, that change their mind. The reality is, the wrestling recruiting information is getting really refined. There's a lot of information out there, whether it's here or other places, other sources, or just the network of, of coaches and um, inside people, you know, high school coaches that the college coaches have, and it's getting really competitive. You know, here at Flow we have uh, gymnastique, which obviously does gymnastics and and uh these girls they commit at like eighth and ninth grade is standard across the board i mean that's protocol that's standard operating procedure and gymnastics you know i talked to them about it, and gymnastics has a shrunken uh, amount of division one programs but you know but so does wrestling com compared to what they used to be So you, you think there's less opportunities, but really the more information that there is nationally means the guys, the college recruiters are going after the same guys. So where it used to be, um, you didn't know about this third place kid from Washington 
that his only loss last year was to some super stud, and he's some super stud senior, and he's coming back for his – he's going to be a senior this year. You know, 10, 20, year, 20 years ago, you didn't know about him. Now every, everybody's like, well, you're going to have to watch out for this kid. So there's 10 Division One programs on him. It's more competitive out there now, man. You got Cal Poly recruiting in Florida, Penn State recruiting in California, and Illinois recruiting in California. You know. It's a heated it's a heated battleground out there. You have no idea. I promise you you have no idea the effort that goes into college recruiting. If you can get them, get them. And figure out the details later. I, I don't I don't see the downside in it at all. And I'm um uh and I see nothing but good things. You know, I'm proud of those kids that th- those kids that verbaled. Renteria and Justin Mejia. Good for them. They have a vision, they have a plan, they know what they want to do, they know what they want to be, and they're damn good. So let them commit. It helps the coaches out. It helps the coaches figure out their, their future plans. And I hope we see more of them, really, to be honest with you. But uh, if you disagree, put it down below. That's all I got this week. Leave your comments down below. And uh, and thanks to Kill Cliff. I hope to have another overflow before um, this week ends out. This week's up, and maybe the next time we'll start getting geared up for Cliff Keen Las Vegas a little more, and I'll come up with another witty topic to uh, educate y'all folks on. Thanks to Kill Cliff for sponsoring us, and um, of course, thoughts and prayers to Ohio State. Um, best wishes to you guys. <laughs>